What is up, guys? This is Nikki from the Moto Minded Podcast, presented by Moto Delivered, the monthly subscription box for those who ride. This is episode nine, and today we're jumping on with my co-host and brother, Miles, to discuss his recent purchase of a 2007 YZ250. So he's back in the Moto game. Uh, and I thought this would be a really good opportunity for us to jump into some conversation about getting back into the sport after you've been off the bike for quite some time. 2020 has been quite a roller coaster, so a lot of us have been riding less than we normally would. So there's a few things that come up after taking a bit of time off the bike, and we're going to jump into a few different topics in regards to that as well as quiz my brother on you know how things have been going so far with him adjusting to the new bike and being in a completely new moto scene in the Pacific Northwest. So sit back, enjoy this episode, episode nine of the Moto Minded Podcast, From Zero to Two-Stroke Hero, Miles finally got a new bike. All right, what is up, Miles? What's happening? Not much. Not much going on. In just, the basement. Just podcasting. For those of you who can't see, I'm in a creepy wood wood lined basement. That's where I'm at. Got a strong seventies vibe. <laughs> strong, strong mom's basement kind of look going on. No no drywall on the roof, so extra creepy. You can see the wiring. It's it's definitely podcast approved. A seventies pornography film may or may not have been filmed <laughs> in your basement. Why well, bought this place? It's a big selling point. Yep. Ron Jeremy, very famous, very famous. This is, yeah. <laughs> May have heard of him. Uh, we had mentioned last episode, actually, that Miles has purchased a new-to-him but used <laughs> two-stroke <laughs> machine. You could have just said YZ250 and left it right there, but you didn't. No, no, we're going to get further into it. So... um We've touched on this a little bit, but you've been off the bike for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, come in, comes into town and we do kind of some family riding here or there and uh, during the holidays, maybe once once or twice a year, would you say, Miles, somewhere in that ballpark? Yeah, um, I would say like I try to get a good two to three in a year just to keep the old moto muscles properly lubricated, mm -hmm. but you know, depends on the weather, different trips, that kind of thing. So you guys can see why he needed his own yeah, bike. Yeah. So he's first had to get the truck, got the truck dialed. Now he's got the 250. Yeah. So he's good to go. But I had kind of come up with this idea and I was thinking that this would be a great topic to discuss because what's going on in the world right now, I mean, a lot of you may be riding regularly, but there's a good segment of us that yeah. may be jobless right now. You're off the bike. Maybe your riding is a little more irregular than it would be because priorities have mm -hmm. kind of shifted during mm -hmm. this whole thing. So a lot of stuff that's going on with Miles, I think, is applicable to uh, most yeah. of us riders yeah. right now. So um, I've got a few little topics here that we're going to go okay. over um, just in regards to any sort of irregularities on the bike. Um you know, as far as uh, how often totally. you're riding. And then we're going to do a little Q&A with Miles just about uh, just getting into it, getting back into it. I feel it. like how our guests must feel. You know, like this is an honor to be the 
to be yeah, the yeah. The, so focus. the the interview, you know, it's a real convenient. It was a convenient interview to line yeah. up. Yeah, no, it was. I was Since already here. You are already a co-host. Uh, yeah, I was already show. <laughs> I was here, which made it easy. Uh, but I do feel special. Yeah. So well, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me. Um. Okay. So mm-hmm. first thing I wanted to discuss here is when you first yeah. get on that bike like what that recovery is like after such a long mm. time and inconsistency on the bike. I mean, I guess we'll, we'll kind of, I guess that I can kind of ask that question to you. I mean, what are some of the like the first things yeah. that you've noticed now that you're riding a little bit more that you're having to adjust to? You mean more like physically? Yeah, I guess just physically. I mean, it could be physical or mental. I mean, whatever's kind of comes to mind that you're noticing <laughs> right out, right out of the gate. I think that the physical part, and maybe this is part, like, I think anyone, no matter how in shape you are, when you go to get back on a bike, even if you do ride somewhat regularly, it's a generally an ass kicking type of exercise. Yes. That if done properly, that's kind of the goal, right? So I think like that, whether I'm riding three times a year and let's say I go crazy and I triple that this year, it's still not enough to feel like, oh, I'm in great Mm -hmm. shape, right? So I think Moto's always been a generally exhausting in such a beautiful way right i think the more challenging part has been the mental part right like when we grew up riding we were riding somewhat regularly a lot more than i have been and uh you get a certain expectation of how fast you're gonna be you get a certain expectation of the size jumps you're gonna be able to hit or how much speed you can carry into a corner or how you know whatever how fast you're gonna be able to do this thing and so you get back out there and you want you want to get there right but away you get back and into that mindset you you don't totally. forget that type of speed or like that you know you yeah. may you may not feel the same but you know in your mind you you think you can if if i'm gauging that statement yeah right. and to clarify people just so people don't think that i was ever any sort of ripper i'm looking for that mid-pack speed you know what exactly. i'm saying in my head exactly I, and right and right now i'm riding backpack speed mm-hmm. you know which is fine at, in the in the first couple of rides you know you have this like i'm gonna get first place in fun mindset right i'm just i'm just stoked to be back on the bike which is so true even on the worst of days i'm so so jazzed yeah um but then like that third ride you're like okay now it's time to clear that table that you haven't been mm-hmm. clearing. Let's just go ahead and let's just do that now. Yeah, huck mm-hmm. it. You're riding yourself a, a semi-clap 2007, but you should just go ahead. <laughs> you don't really fully, it. you know, you feel <laughs> comfortable on the bike yet, but you're like, you know what? I'm doing it. Just, just do it, you know? Just do it. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's challenging, but I think that's part of the fun is like that, you go out there and I, I like we went we've been going the same track just because uh in washington there's not too many locations near me so um we've been going the same one and like that third one I was like okay yeah literally i'm gonna hit this tabletop this is the time and then like i didn't do it that whole session mm-hmm. right or the whole the whole day um and so it's frustrating but again like i think next time i just know that it'll be so satisfying when you actually do do the littlest of achievement becomes the coolest mountain that you just climbed yeah mentally. yeah and that's a thing i wanted to touch on is just gauging your skill and where you're at so all of us, I don't mm. care. It, it really doesn't matter. Anybody who takes time off of a bike for any duration of time, if you're not riding, in my honest opinion, if you're not riding twice a week, I mean, there's just, there's this uh, this whole batch of things that you just aren't 
used to. And I mean, the track conditions can change. So even if you are riding that often, there's still stuff you're adjusting to. So really, I think it's super important. And I know I struggle with this a great deal because I'm used to myself going to certain speed. And just like you, yeah, I'm not a yep. pro either. But I have certain expectations of myself and you let your ego get kind of wrapped up in it and you just you, you start beating yourself up. But I think it is really important to just when you get back out there, if it's been two weeks, if it's been months, if it's been six months, if it's been a year, I think the most important thing is to be able to go out there again the next week or the next time. So like really yeah. Yeah. just give ourselves and i think a lot of people that i know that ride i mean i think all of us are kind of you know we're adrenaline junkies to a certain extent you know there's a lot of people that just they're like what are you doing riding a dirt bike let alone on some track with a bunch of big jumps and stuff so i think during this whole you know the pandemic everything that's going on most of us are probably riding a little bit less than we we were some of us are currently in the midst of taking a big chunk of time off so it's a really good idea to just pump the brakes a little bit you know just get your laps in maybe push yourself a little bit but this it's not the time especially after a break to really put yourself into some sketchy situations it's like really you know, way at the end of like, if you did wreck yourself, and some of us have, I've done that. I mean, just doing silly stuff on the track, but you're gonna beat yourself up even more if you wad yourself up first day back or second day back. Yeah. Um, another thing to factor in there is, like you said, I took some time off. I'm now doing this as a 30 year old. <laughs> yeah. It's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like you're saying, don't go too crazy. I think the other thing is like, your adrenaline's going and you're like, you've done your fourth or fifth little, you know, I'm doing a solid <sighs> at least four minute motos. You know, I'm really getting after it. Oh yeah. At least um, four minutes. Damn dude, dude. It's, I could be pushing six. I don't know, but I mean, it's hard to, hard to keep count. Yeah. Um, but like you can easily go that extra couple more cause you're just so jazzed, mm-hmm. you know? And then you get in the truck and you let 30 minutes go by and you're like, Hmm could have taken some and more for breaks you you're used to primarily four strokes for the ma- most part i mean i know you've you've ridden uh a buddy's uh, a couple of your buddies uh four strokes up there uh in washington right yeah that's a great segue actually so i have to give t- tip of the hat here uh to my friend brandon who um besides you nick and forcing me to do this podcast yeah um, was probably the biggest catalyst for just like reigniting, like not just like, oh, I love moto, but like this needs to mm-hmm. happen right now. Um, and so Brandon did me the the courteous thing of he got himself a 2020 Husky 450. Nice machine. Um, and just nice machine. A, a very nice machine. And he takes every, just such a good friend, takes every opportunity he can to rub that in my face, especially when I didn't have a bike, letting me know how much fun he was having. Uh, changed my name in his phone. Miles needs a bike, Bradwell. <laughs> like just a lot of these, uh, just such such friendly things to make sure I was motivated. That's, honestly, and he on sounds it. So, like a great friend. He sounds like a wonderful friend. At some some points, I thought he was a horrible friend, but I've re- I look looking back now, I knew he. I know he just had what's best best for me in the his heart. Best you know, and friends so. are the ones that you feel that way about sometimes because mm. they yeah. hit you where so, it hurts, but they know it's best for you. 
He kept it with me. He said, Miles, I just am worried about your health and your well-being without motocross in your life. And yeah. uh, he was right. He was right. Um, so, Brandon, I know I've been telling you you suck because you haven't listened to the episode. So, I hope you listen to this one. Shout out, Brandon, even though you may or may up. not listen to Shout the episode. So, whenever you finally yeah. do, I hope you feel bad about it if it's a long time from now. Yeah. This is, he should feel super guilty if he doesn't listen to this one. But anyways, um, getting back to the podcast and then having Brandon rag on me um, really got me into it. But I do get to ride Brandon's uh, 450 now and again, just to remind myself of um, just when I think I'm really ripping it on the yeah, 250. Yeah, but, so oh. that's another, you know, kind of a point I wanted to make is like you, in addition to being off for so long, you got this rocket. I mean, it... it you know, I got to give it up to the four strokes. They are beasts. They are like a 450 can be a very scary experience if you're not ready for it. But a two stroke 250 is a very specific type <laughs> of scary. It's like, yeah. a, it's more like, uh, like a horror movie, you know, where you like don't, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the, it's when in the movie gets like super quiet and it just cracks off yeah. and just, you, you, you know, spill the popcorn everywhere. That's like the two-stroke. That's the power band kicking. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've had some butt puckering moments so oh, far yeah. on the two-stroke. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think the fact that I'm riding at that breakneck back of the pack pace has has minim has made it minimal, mm-hmm. right? It's not been so many that I'm fearing for my life or not going back out to the track. Um, but you're you're but, doing it smart. It sounds like you're doing it smart. You're not, yeah. You're not trying to be, you know. You're not Ronnie Mackin it out there quite yet. No, I mean from a outfit perspective, yes. But from a um, a riding style, no. Okay. So you got um, the overalls and 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 all that. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, I nice. cut the front. I cut the I cut the front fender. That's a good look. Um, lot of lot of insults in the pits. Um, couple paps. That's yeah, a couple paps before every ride. Uh, the 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 basics, but no, I mean, I think the track that I'm riding out there first off is pretty mellow, okay. which helps. It's kind of more like a vet track. Well, they have a vet track and then they have like a main track, and so we've been riding the main track. But even that, in comparison to like Marysville and some of the tracks we ride, isn't too. You have time after jumps to get yourself in position for braking. You got time coming out of everything where you don't have like jumps just immediately coming out. So most things you can kind of. Um, you know, kind of put yourself in a good place. I did have a situation the other day when my front brake <laughs> was just like locked up, and so I did a couple good little spills, but okay. not your not your whiskey throttle experiences. So that's yeah. been good. Well, that's the that's the buying a used bike thing where you know you got to kind of yeah yeah. You usually have one or two of those things happen before you're like, okay, I need to go through every inch of this thing and like know exactly totally. what's going on so that if something goes wrong. That's on me at that point because it's you kind of, you know you want to just go out there and ride it and you're like assume most things are working and I mean you've shown me some photos the thing's pretty pretty dang clean so um, oh, but yeah you got to assume like it's it's an older bike it's gonna have yep. some stuff going on yep so yeah she's great but she's she's not perfect one other topic I wanted to discuss as far as taking a decent chunk of time off or whether, you know, maybe after all this stuff clears up, you're getting just back into it. You've maybe got some outdated gear. You've got some pretty good gear all lined up already, right? I I got a mixed bag, you know? I got this you one got kind cool of a smorgasbord. <laughs> I got a cool brother of mine that has some hooks in the industry 
that throws me some some swag every once in a while. But there's some core pieces that need some updating. Gotcha. So there's was going to be one thing I wanted to discuss, especially you were talking okay. about the age thing. We kind of mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. depending on where you're at, most of us have, especially if you've ridden moto, you got some weird mm. injury stuff going on and you know. Oof. Yes, yes. You need to protect yourself. We had the LS2 podcast episode. We know the importance of a good helmet. We also know, like me personally, and I think you as well, ankle issues from sports when we were younger, Oof. whether it be skateboarding boys, or ankles. basketball or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know in myself, I'm like, I got to have the dopest of dope boots because I know my ankles are sketchy. It's going to, you know, I don't know. Sometimes Sketch. I could just be walking and it'll just attack me. Like, I don't know what's oh. going on, but there's pain. And then it will go away yeah, I, in five minutes. I can't, I can't walk on uneven surfaces. Yeah. So I'm like a baby deer. <laughs> so I think that's a big, important thing. Like, know what gear you need and don't just hop back into it with some outdated crap that like may or may, may not be usable like at least have some decent yeah. stuff going back into it i think we all just kind of assume maybe it's been years since you've ridden and you got some you know dusty ass busted old helmet or some boots that like don't fit dude, you anymore dude. like they're they're just worn out i mean really check up on that stuff and i think you did a pretty good yeah you've done a pretty good job sounds like you might need some some you, you boots or something one area one yeah you called out the one area that i'm not uh, like if i really am looking like ronnie mack it's in the boot it's in the boot department yeah um i had dude you probably don't even remember um like i think they were shitty boots when i got them and that was again this is circa 2007 you know what i'm saying when i was really ripping. they were so, they were pretty entry level like back some, then some tech threes mm-hmm. go back 15 years in a time machine gotcha. right and that and i was like hey dad ship up whatever stuff i got in the gear bag and then those get up here and i was like wow Ooh, i didn't um, want this those, is, maybe <laughs> i'm not ready to ride actually um back then i think they were like made out of like the hardest not flexible dude, plastics it's like a it's it's the same stuff that like has the fucking like tupperware lunch meats that you can get mm-hmm. at yep. the grocery store yeah, if you, you know, like flex that really too hard they just bust and oh. like glass so bad dude and they like had some like th- overspray from dad like spray painting something in the garage near them well, or something of course. of course so i was about to go on the track again and i hate to give brandon two compliments in one episode but he had a clapped out pair of like tech sevens from at least like you know still like five or ten years ago but some real good chunks eaten out of the soul but at least they're like i'm not totally embarrassing myself with the other gear that looks new and then just pure garbage on the boot department yeah. so i got some tech sevens they're a few years old so I would say in general, I still like that's to your point, like I'm a I'm regretting that I didn't start there from a, from a budgetary perspective. They get you. They get mm-hmm. you in the boot department. But my titsies by the end of riding are pretty, pretty turfed. And then the other thing to your point, it's not so much the foot area as like the crimping in on the sides when you buckle them. And like there's no appropriate bending happening on that plastic that's like 17 years old. Right. Yeah. So it's just like I get like uh, little blisters in certain areas regardless of how good my sock game is. So I think that's boots. And we, we talked about helmets with LS2. I think both of those, you can get the fabric parts of your gear pretty damn affordable and look pretty damn good out there. Like obviously you want to have fast house, you want to look fresh, but 
if you start with the, and they, there's affordable helmets out there the boots are gonna be a little bit pricier but i think i'm paying the price after three rides and i'm already like okay it's it's not gonna work yeah i'm one of those people it's like i gotta have a really nice helmet that's just been like I ha- you know you gotta have the right helmet that fits you and that has the right protection but then also yeah me my ankles have always been an issue and feet are very particular um and you, yeah it, yeah it really pains you because you start <laughs> you start to understand the difference especially if you go into a moto shop and you try on like the entry the oh, mid God. and the high level boot don't yeah don't it's do a unless night you're ready to go. day difference between the mid and the high level so let it like the entry like i can't even it's uh, i mean if you can't walk through this through the the moto shop with them without being in pain like that's a very very bad sign and some of those yeah. entry level boots i mean unfortunately that's the hard part about the sport is like you you know yeah there's a, i a think decent they pair purposely make those painful i think just so. so that you have to get the ones up i feel like the way they're designed they lean you forward like a 10 degree angle just so you're like <laughs> just <laughs> burning and it's like the only way you have to either be sitting or on the bike or else it's just you're in pure yeah. pain yeah no so that's a that's a big point i just wanted to to discuss because i think we all just assume maybe you had great gear and then I don't know. Like I said, it could be five years before you get back. You know, I don't Dude, know the, the other, scenario. The other so, thing is technology changes though. Technology right? like, changes huge. Like when yeah. when I left, like layouts were like a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it was just starting to come on where like kids had layouts, but it wasn't like a normal, or I shouldn't even say layouts, but like neck braces in general wasn't like a thing. It was just like, mm, it's optional. You don't really have to have it. And knee braces were like a thing reserved for the the top of the top and they were like thousands of dollars right there's like those are just like kind of table stakes now yeah yeah no it's all it's all changed i mean like this was this is like kind of before our time i mean i guess when we were kids but like chest protectors it's like everybody had a chest protector oh and now you can't find a chest protector really i mean there's a there's a handful of people or if it's super rocky day but like you know we figured out they have undershirts that have padding and it's like that's actually pretty damn good so yeah it all changes so i mean just check i would you know before you get back out there maybe check in on your gear situation and uh you know make sure you're good to go um in that department because it can be a very uh unpleasant experience if you go back out there and uh everything's not working the way it should so you want to be able to enjoy the riding as much as possible and when you're focused on your faulty faulty equipment half the day it's not a not a good time so you know what we should do we should put together a little a little starter kit a little piece of content for people you're getting back in the game mm-hmm. what's the five pieces of con of of gear yeah to get you off on the right foot yeah or things to check in on yeah read this yeah that's a good idea you're full of good ideas you're Just a great guest. You'd make a good host or a co-host, Dude. but you know, I don't. I'm busy. I got I'm a guy. Busy. He's, I don't know. He's kind of like related to him, but I don't know. I don't know if you heard this, dude. I'm getting back into moto, dude. I'm just riding too much to do the the podcast. You can't do thing. it. Well, we've got an open position for a co-host. Um, okay, so those are just uh, the few topics I wanted to chat about, just in regards to getting getting back into this. You know, riding for anybody. Um, it could be. Now, I mean, I know we're still going through a lot. Some people are slowly getting back to some sort of normalcy. I know you and I have been through some pretty hefty um, fire activity um, mm-hmm. and poor air quality. So e- even hey, that's becoming a, a huge PSA. issue. So PSA, okay. If you're thinking about doing a gender reveal, 
and you live in the California, Oregon, or Washington areas, just don't do it. Yeah. Do something with watercolors, maybe. Avoid the explosives. Thanks. I don't think anybody likes a gender reveal anyway. No one likes them. No one's watching it. No. I mean, I'm cool off a gender reveal. You know? Especially if it involves massive explosives. That's just a... Yeah, it's almost kind of like, aren't both possible outcomes positive? So why are we doing this, like, event to to? It's to like it was trying to roll... They are trying to roll too many things into one. It's like a bachelor party... Yeah, mixed with a gender yeah. reveal, mixed mm-hmm. with like Fourth of July, and they're like, "Let's just put these all together, and buy some fireworks, and <laughs> just blow some shit up. Just get it." So that's that's you know we got that that going on. You've had what was the AQI near near you? The air quality we're in, pushing, is that what air quality index is that what it stands I, that's for? That's correct. Good, great. You're, you're in the two fifties. We were in the two fifties. It's we like extremely unhealthy. There. Yeah, we were in the no one go outside not even if you're if you're all good just stay in and i mean everyone's got their own opinion i mean try putting yourself into some physical exertion out in this it's bad it you'll be in bad shape if if you try to go out and exert yourself so i wouldn't you know if you're california or um oregon washington area i'd i'd avoid it for for a little while um so uh i think that's that's all i got on that but i wanted to do a little quick Q&A sesh. Love a good just, uh, you know, on your experience, experiences thus far, getting back into the two-stroke life. Hit it. Let's see what I got here. After riding your new, Mm. to you, Mm. 250, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what have you discovered you missed the most? Oh, man. That's a great question. Um, It's actually an interesting thing. It's, the writing's obviously a huge part of it, but I love the whole process, right? Like getting your gear back together the night before, making sure your bike's all dialed, putting that last little coat of spit shine on her to make sure she's glistening, you know? So when you show up to your buddy's house, you're looking flossy. Oh, I'm all Flossing. about the process. Oh. It's most of what I it's enjoy. It's the whole day, though. You know what I'm saying? It's the... It's the night before. It's, oh, I'm going to go to the grocery store. Oh, I'm going to go out of my way to get this one gas that doesn't have ethanol in it. And they got an extra one point on the octane. So I get that little extra mm-hmm. burp, 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 burp going, you know? So you can ride that four minutes. Dude, just, just extra crisp. I get that extra <laughs> little The throttle's jump. half open. Yeah, dude. So I get that. I don't even have to turn that extra little bit. Still get that power. Um, But yeah, and then like. Yeah, getting that, like, wake up, like, because we're, like, where I'm going is a couple hours away, so you're waking up at, like, six, then you're getting your cooler dialed, I don't know, picking up your buddy, and it's just, like, this whole excitement of the day, right? And then you obviously get the ripping in, that's fantastic. You find that sketchy little taco truck for after the ride, you know, and you Mm -hmm. try to find the different spots. You don't know if your butt's going to explode after, You don't know if that's even kind of exciting. You might be dehydrated from riding, plus you're throwing some sketchy tacos in the tank. It's just... And then and you get maybe home. a beer too. Oh, you're dehydrated, yeah, you're def- and you throw the you're beer in the tank. Definitely having a beer. <laughs> um, you know, when Brandon's there, there's maybe some other things involved. It's just you know, it's a it's a hoot. You're giving Brandon crap because he's not listening to the podcast, oh, and you dude. tell him that he's that he was mentioned in the podcast, the, and he's like, "I'll listen to it," and then he doesn't <laughs> listen to it, and then you get mad at him. Hundred percent, Nick. You're that's you're reading our minds. We'll play some. Uh, we'll throw some seven deuce deuce on just to get ourselves hyped up. You know. Ooh. 
Gotta have the seven deuce deuce. The moto themed hip hop music. Uh, I mean, that's our, by the way, seven deuce deuce. I'm sure you're listening. Um, Dream guest there. We're really excited to have you on at some point. So, yeah, anybody who's listening to this got the direct line to seven deuce deuce. We need to need to get him on the pod. I think he'd fit in real well. We're gonna do it like a like a like a satellite radio session where he does like a live freestyle. Dude, it's gonna be good. Mm Hmm. Um, do like the sway type vibe. Yeah, yeah, sway in the morning. Um, but yeah, dude, I think that whole that whole thing again. I think for us that was such like a some families went to church, some families yeah. did whatever. That was our thing, right? And so for me, I think that's therapeutic. It's just like it's a nostalgia. It's like so a total nostalgic. like kind of nostalgia, and yeah. there's um, and it's anything. I think, I think a lot of people enjoy that part of it too whether they realize it or not but it's most of the other stuff especially with moto how much stuff goes into the process of like riding that isn't actually riding yeah it's a good portion it's a it's a high percentage that's not riding it's the it's cleaning the bike it's prepping the this it's washing your gears washing your filters it's Hitting your buddy up and trying to arrange the next time you're going yep. or where you're going. Yeah, it's a, I it's just a blow whole my thing. fork. So I get it. So I got like another to do. Got to take her on in, mm-hmm. get that done. Um, and yeah, I think the, for those of you who don't know, I'm all the way up here in Seattle, Nick's in Northern California. I've been part of why it took me so long to get back in the game is I've been hop. I went lived in the Bay Area for a while, lived in Las Vegas for a while. So a lot of moving. It's really hard to get all your shit together. And been here in Seattle now for long enough that I, it was time. But um, for me, I think it's also just a way to again to me, it's like a it's comforting, you know, like it reminds me of home in a way. And it's like super comforting. So I think that's it, man. It's just being back out there, smelling the, yeah. the sweet, sweet burning of two stroke oil. Um, and yeah. that whole, that whole, the whole deal. That's well put, well put. It's moto poetry for you guys. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, second question here, differences in the moto scene in the Pacific mm, Northwest mm-hmm. versus, uh, the what you're used to back at home in NorCal. Wow. That's a it's a hot, hot question. Um, I'll say this to caveat it that I haven't been in the Washington Moto game long enough to make a claim here. Definitely more trail focused up here. Right? Like there is yeah. KTM's rule of the land, KTM two strokes specifically. Like everyone's all about them. Um and I think part of that's the weather, part of that's just the natural forestry that's around, right? Like everyone's near the forest and hiking's huge. So it's kind of like fast hiking, right? Like, and don't get me wrong, love a good trail ride, but I'm more of a, a track gent myself. Um, and so there's definitely like, for me to get to a track from Seattle, there's like one nearby that's not too major. And then there's probably two or three. I don't know, maybe a full, like a handful that, but they're all about two hours plus, right? Which in Northern California, you don't ever have to go two hours and you could still ride five different tracks, right? So it's a little bit further for each track. Um, you know, there's like um, Grace Harbor, which is like Villa Poto's track, right? And that one's supposed to be legit. I haven't ridden that one yet. We go to another one. Oh, he hasn't invited. He hasn't invited. He shot me you the invite and I was like, yo, RV, I'm busy. I got this podcast. He said he's going to come on. Um, but he's got some stuff going on, you know, it's the, um, uh, totally. the, the sponsorships. Yeah. We you get, get busy. We get, get so busy. busy out there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I'd say it's a lot more track focus or tra- trail focus. When you go to the track, there's definitely some dudes with some headlights, you know, you got some kickstands going on a little bit less of like, yeah. when you go out to a track, you know, thinking of Marysville or, you know, um, Hangtown, wherever, like there's at least 
10 to 20 rippers that you knew wrote this is their fourth time riding that week right they're yeah. just like there's a kid on a 65 that's gonna jump over my head and that's just like was the norm whereas what i've seen in my couple times and again this is going out to riverdale out here in washington maybe one or two of those guys on a on a saturday right mm-hmm. and like what a saturday looks like at the track is not quite as packed and they have a lot more space to do it because you're two hours out in the boonies so well, that's kind of good for oh, where you're at perfect. too yeah you know it allows you to just kind of be like you know you don't feel super pressured totally. to ride uh you know punch above your weight or do anything mm-hmm. crazy no so. it, i think it's perfect for where i'm at in my moto life um and there's enough stuff right there is watch Google. i could go if i really want like that true epic experience and i'm sure there's a lot of like wicked fast kids there i think the reality is like if you're really going to get into the game here um weather's pretty bad for seven months out of the year you know so it's like a lot of those dudes yeah. when they get super fast i'm sure boo somewhere or, or go do that so there's some of the little kids i'm sure that are getting up to that pace but once you get to the full grown adults less rippers but again for what i care about there's plenty of good tracks which is really what i care about um you know who knows maybe next summer i'll be getting into that 30 plus beginner mid-pack racing dude get myself yeah. a nice 15th place <laughs> there you go aiming for that mid-pack if you can get the mid-pack that's that's right where you want to be that's yeah a sweet i think spot. i can't go back to california because that would put me back in the bottom pack so i think i'm gonna stay up here until i get that that top top 12 you know <laughs> and then maybe i can move back well now you got a bike you got no excuses so nope. yeah you're gonna have to come back with oh, some I'm heat be ready um okay let's see what else um do you ever feel the urge to just go full whiskey throttle on that new bike yet? Have you felt any, just a, t- I mean, yeah. I know you said, we, we, we've been yeah. kind of dancing around, you know, you're kind of, I know you're Mr. 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 Play it yeah. safe for yeah. the most part, but I also know you as, or nickname, uh, my dad used to call Miles when we were growing up as crazy mm-hmm. legs. And that's because. His legs usually wouldn't even be on the pegs. They'd just be yeah. hanging yep, yep, off yep. and they'd be flap, flapping around yep. everywhere mm-hmm. on the bike. So have you ever felt that that urge to just let the let the legs just hang off and just... Oh, yeah. Let them just dang, 12 dangle o'clock. in the wind a little bit. Um, Yeah, I think there's that table that I've been speaking to. Um, You got to kind of rip into this corner, get after it. And so there's been... I, I still am bailing out <laughs> right before the lip and like choking down but in both trying to when i first went out there trying to keep up with brandon and this one little little asshole that pegged me in the mouth with a, a rock <laughs> uh there's been definitely a couple laps where i'm like all right i'm i'm back i'm back to my you know somewhat decent race pace and i'm just gonna get it for these like you know half lap or whatever um and i've i've pushed it a little too far and then you know puckered and, and stops what i was doing so definitely some leg dragon mm-hmm. uh there's some boot marks way up the bike you know that's my signature move like places they Absolutely. shouldn't be like on the back of the seat just like back top of the back <laughs> underneath fender, just kind of and, and you've done no knack knacks yeah. so even, there's no explanation it, but yeah there's marks all over the swing arm it's in front of the number plate <laughs> you got a boot mark yeah. um yeah, so definitely definitely some of that going. I'll probably, you know, I'll get some GoPro pro footage. We'll get this up on the site or something. It's totally. That makes you, let me tell you from experience, that makes you feel super fast <laughs> yeah. when you get that GoPro footage back. Ooh. I'm going to tell Ooh. you right now, you take that first video, you just dump it yeah, in the you trash. Yeah, that one right out. That's my, be- that's my number one suggestion. Yeah, I always tell people, it's like, hey, don't remember who you were riding with and then go try to watch them. 
because it will disappoint you. Okay. Just save it in your memory that they were ripping it and you were just battling. Right. And that's the way I'm going to leave the track. Yeah. Yeah. Just live in your own mind mm. for a little while. You don't want, you don't want too much, you don't want too <laughs> don't much want footage evidence. this early. You don't want on. data points. No, no, it'll get out there and then it will damage the reputation of this podcast. Yeah. That's so, why we set the bar. We underpromise you know, over deliver here. That's, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Bringing that beginner mid-pack speed. One place for you to get long. it, guys. Don't forget. <laughs> then I got, uh, I got one more here. Um, I think this one is, is kind of rhetorical. I mean, I feel like, we've, feel like we've gone over this already a little bit, but do you feel like you've filled a missing void now that Moto is back in your life? Do you feel like there's, there was this massive 10,000-piece puzzle that was missing one piece and you just clicked it right into place but yeah i think it's actually more than one piece um i think i've i i'm very much a believer in like you know you have to be happy whatever situation you're in like happiness doesn't come from achieving stuff or happiness doesn't come from this or that but i think there are like obviously a minimum amount of money makes you happy like there's things that are just like pretty universal truths and i think i failed and i know this every time i would go riding when we come home and stuff but i failed to realize how just again that whole routine and that process and just ingrained that was to me as like a ritual that brought me a sense of of happiness right and and Mm -hmm. uh purpose and all these other things right like i I have a lot of fucking awesome things in my life got an amazing partner i got a great job good about all that stuff um, and I would be like, oh, well, if I'll just work out and be healthy and that will make me happy, right? <laughs> Not that I wasn't happy, but I think there's just something different when you have a passion. And I think if that was, if that wasn't motor and I found something else, that's fucking awesome. But I think for me, there was just no, every time I would try to get into something, I would try to convince myself like, oh, I'm going to get like, I tried disc golf for a while, which I didn't even come close. But for me, there's just nothing like that whole experience there's nothing like the prepping your bike and 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 obviously the riding itself is just something that's only people that have ridden at, at certain speeds will have that shared understanding of how amazing that feels so yes i think it's yeah. undescribable how much it's changed my excitement and just like how amped i am for the weekends now right just to be like fuck yeah i'm gonna go back out there so huge 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 just my my stoke level is really high right now. I get that. I've had some long periods where I've been off the bike, and you can kind of can kind of trick yourself into yeah. thinking like you just don't need yeah. it. I think we've all been there. I mean, whether all of us are going to admit to it or not, but you get in this. It's like you could have a bad string, or like maybe you got hurt, or like stuff comes up in life, and you you go without riding for quite some time, and you're just like, you know, I don't. That was nice, but you know i I guess i don't like necessarily need that in my life or maybe you're just trying to convince yourself that you don't whether it's due to money or injuries or whatever or maybe just life life happens most of the time that's just what happens like you i mean you just have these opportunities for jobs and school and all the other stuff and then it's like there it's just it's this force almost that pulls you back it really does and it just in my experiences it's like right when you least expect it you're just kind of like it finds its way back into your life. And as soon as you get back on that bike, you just, it clicks again. And you're like, that was that thing. That was that thing that I was missing. And you don't have to be good. And you don't have to go out and rip. 
and you don't have to like be the pro but when you get back on that bike you're just like oh dude i can feel it when i'm on like was, a one who, who am yeah, i kidding like, even ripping like a yeah. 110 you know there's that little kid inside of you i think that's really easy to get so serious in life like you get i got super goal oriented which was dope and like you get all these things done in your life but like mm-hmm. i just went out and rode my buddy's 450 and i was like i haven't just like been that giggly excited in i don't know how long right like that's just a, such a cool feeling like you just have to have to have that stuff in your life you have there's a reason you work hard and there's a reason you do all this shit and if you don't have something that makes you feel like it's all worth it then it can be you know pretty shitty so yeah having it back man is just <laughs> unmeasurable i am i do feel though like uh, there's like now i want all these different moto experiences now that i have access to money and time and all these other things right like i want to go back and ride with the fam again like that's super fun i want to do like a moto road trip so now i'm excited for that stuff you know just just absolutely to, yeah and it always takes different forms too so like me i don't race I, I don't expect myself to race on any sort of like crazy competitive level and i don't think you do either but just because that's not the thing i think a lot of the time you get set in this idea it's like oh i'm gonna do that or i'm gonna do nothing but like the thing is is there's so many different disciplines there's so many like I have a son who's getting, you know, who's going to grow up at some point and all he'll have his own relationship to it and maybe he'll love it, maybe he won't, but like even He's if gonna he love does, it. if he he wants to do like trail riding or whatever it is that I'm not used to, like I'd be stoked. I'd be stoked. And we'd make fun of him, but we'd still love him. And we'd make <laughs> fun of him like nonstop and then we would uh, yeah. force him to race uh, and just but him. like we would and it'd be fun. He'd laugh because we'd he'd be laughing. No, he'd cry sometimes, but then he'd laugh. Um, but no, like it just the relationship to it, it changes, and it'll always be. I mean, I don't want to get too hallmark here because you know, I mean, you know, we, it could get pretty emotional about this. Here I guess, right but now. Um, <laughs> you know, it just it it changes, <laughs> and, you know. Um, but uh, I, I it's just something that I think. You can try to convince yourself that whatever, you know, but I think just allow it to be whatever it's going to be and just know that, like, I think all of us, especially if you're here, you're listening to a moto podcast, it's obviously important to you. So whatever form that comes in, it's awesome. I mean, if you can do it, it's awesome. Even if you can just be around it. I mean, I've built my career around motocross and I ride less than I ever have, mostly because family and all the other business and what. I, but when I get to do it, it's amazing, and I get to be around it as part of my career. So, like in whatever form it takes, I think it's it's great. Oh, yeah. It's great, and I'm glad to see. I'm stoked to see you have a bike back in your life and being able to ride. And Brandon, even though he doesn't listen to the podcast, I think I'm glad that you have whole, him back should, in your life, even though I he doesn't think we listen need to the to podcast. Make this whole make fun of Brandon thing like a recurring theme. It would bring me very much joy. And damn it, Brandon. And if, yeah, like it was Brandon's fault. It's Brandon's fault is like the thing. Yeah. We'll just see how long we can go on he with this notices. before Brandon realizes. <laughs> I, you can't mention anything to him. Okay. You can't mention a that thing I, to I him about it. I talked a bunch it. of shit tonight, but I'm just going to not mention it. And then we'll update you guys once he catches on to see if he's actually a decent He gets decent mentioned human in like being. 40 yeah. different episodes and he just like gets through it. He's like, what's this deal? You guys are mentioning no, we just changed me the every other podcast. Uh, Brandon's episode? motocross podcast. <laughs> uh yeah fucking Brandon. Brandon, man um but seriously i think um hugest shout to nick for getting me on this podcast i don't think if i i think 
having to talk about motocross once a week for an hour at a time and then prep for it and think about it and not having a bike really just puts into perspective how much energy you're spending on motocross without riding it. And you're like, okay, I got to change this. That really, mm-hmm. I just made you feel extremely oh, dude, foolish. Thrust, and as a sibling, that's just the ultimate gift <laughs> yeah. I could have given you. You and Brandon, you know, just these, these weird ways of really driving me towards what I needed. Uh, and then the listeners, you know, if it wasn't you guys that I had this platform to come chat with, I wouldn't have, have gotten so jazzed. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to, we're going to definitely follow up on this little segment and see how the, how the riding's going. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll check back in, but yeah, I thought this was, uh, was a good convo, man. I think the, we went over some, uh, some great topics and, uh, hope you, hope you guys learned if some If anyone's stuff. in the Northwest and wants the smoke, want the smoke. holler at me. Yeah. Okay? If you're in the PNW and you, you want the smoke, get up miles. If you see a 250 without graphics on it, looking real suspect with a dude looking like a clapped out Ronnie Mac. You found me. <laughs> That's right. You'll know him because he's staring at some tabletop. He's probably, he yeah, he's probably laying ago. in the dirt. Just tipped it over, but he's ready. He's the one just psyching himself he's up. ready. Well, cool. Um, this has been a great episode. Episode nine. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been uh, a pleasure. Um, again, this show is brought to you by Motor Delivered the monthly subscription box for those who ride. Check them out. Monthly moto boxes filled with all the essentials. Miles, maybe we got to get you hooked up with uh, some moto delivered boxes as there? well. Can you, put, can you put some boots in there? I don't think they fit <laughs> boots in there. Um, unfortunately, they're about the size of a standard mm. shoe box. Mm. A little bit mm. more, yeah. but uh, tons of good stuff in there. Um, so check them out. Uh, and uh, that's been uh, the episode guys thanks so much for listening later peace peace